Welcome to AP GoPocast from Whitman Hanson Regional High School in Whitman, Massachusetts. I'm history and government teacher Steve Botello, and joining me every episode are students from our Advanced Placement United States Government and Politics course to share their insights on current political news stories in these turbulent times. Student guests will discuss the facts and sources of these stories, make connections to our curriculum, and most importantly, share their own opinions on the big issues of the day. This is AP Go Podcast Season 2, Episode 5, recorded on Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Joining me today are Chris, Nick, and Mike, and they'll be discussing the easing of COVID restrictions on businesses and schools, as well as Congress's new COVID relief bill. I'm joined today by uh, three guys who are going to talk to us about what's going on with COVID and schools and what's happening right now. We're recording on March 10th of 2021. So uh, first I'm joined by Chris. Chris, would you say hi to the audience? Hello, audience. <laughs> and uh, Nick? How's it going? And Mike? Hello. All right, guys. So I'm going to turn it over to you first about what you see as participants in this pandemic, as students in school, and how this is impacting you, and uh, especially what's going on with the vaccination programs and what Congress is working on to try to improve the situation. All right, Nick, go ahead. Tell us uh, what's on your mind. So just like, all right. Um, so, so like the vaccination, I think it's like, I think it's really good how quick they've gotten it and like all the research and um, programs they've done with it, like all the clinical testings. Um, and personally, like I've been, uh, I know a lot of things have been shut down over like the past year, but personally I've been working um, for like 20 or 30, even 40 hour weeks sometimes over the past 10 months. Um, and I just think with the vaccine, just getting everyone like healthy again and um, having more of like a safety boundary, you could say, um, I think it'll really um, like, I don't really like make people seem like happy again. Cause like every time I'm like in the store, it's always like people that are like mad and stuff. I don't really know if it has to do with everyone that's just um, like, they don't feel safe like around or um, it could be personal things. I, I have no idea. It's, it's everyone their own, but um, yeah, I, I hope with a vaccine, it makes people kind of happy again with like summer coming around. I, I kind of hope that um, gets towards, I don't know, just everyone being happy again. Now, Nick, you, you say you're seeing this at work. Is this a retail job? Yeah. Yeah. I work at Target and uh, Hanover. Okay. Now, do you find yourself interacting with customers on a regular basis? Uh, do you do you have to interact in close contact with people, or are you able to keep your distance? Um, you know, it depends. Like uh, most times, I can kind of like keep my distance, and uh, I try to. Um, but you know, there's like even this past weekend, the, there was 
like 600 people in the store at once like it's just packed in there it's kind of hard to like for everyone to keep the distance and with like the rules and regulations there's really no limit anymore of how many people can be in a store so everyone's just packed in there has it ever made you feel nervous as an employee i wouldn't say nervous for me personally just because i don't want to say like i'm young but younger than most people in there so like i feel like some people are more worried and uh people get like nervous around other people it just kind of makes them i don't know feel like negative and mad about other people being around them but from your perspective as somebody who's working and you're you're being paid to interact with the public it doesn't make you nervous at all you're pretty comfortable in that kind of setting you're not concerned at all about your health or well-being um i mean if everyone has like their masks on and we're keeping our best doing our best to keep social distancing i usually feel pretty comfortable just like in my surroundings thank you nick um what do you guys think about school and what you're seeing around you in school as we are entering into a transitional time as of right now, they are moving desks and chairs back into our, our classrooms. Uh, tomorrow, the room could look very different from what we've seen for this entire school year. And then the plan is for you students to return full time on April 5th, so less than a month away. What are your observations? What are you seeing and sensing? What do you, what do you think about these changes? Who wants to talk about that first? Uh, I can talk about that. I think okay. that um, just generally, especially this stuff with the schools and even with, with what Nick was talking about, I think people are kind of sick of living the COVID life. And the um, general consensus is that everybody wants to return to some form of normalcy. Um, so I think that's exactly what the goal of the school board is um, for the state. Get us all back to something that's closer to what we know is normal. And I think that's easily reflected in uh, like what Nick was saying. There's not really any regulations on retail um, businesses anymore. And um, I work uh, at a restaurant and the regulations are slowly going away there too. And um, I think that with President Biden's goal of having all adults vaccinated before um, the summer really hits, um, I think that really is um, a reflection of what everybody wants is just to go back to normal. Um, so obviously people are obstinate to change sometimes. Um, but in this case, I feel like in even in a period where everybody's so divided, the one thing that we can agree on is uh, that we're sick of COVID. Uh, so I think that this transition, while it's difficult for everybody, is a necessary one and uh, it's one that I think everybody's on board with. And you said in your working circumstance, the restrictions are slowly lifting. They're not the same in restaurants and food service as they are for retail, for sure. Do you think that the restaurant 
and food service restrictions should be lifted a little faster to be in line with what is happening in retail and other sectors? Or are you comfortable with the speed with which the restaurant regulations are moving? I think that the way that they're doing it is really smart um, because with restaurants, it's probably a more one of the more dangerous circumstances uh, as far as COVID's concerned because you have people sitting relatively close to each other, tables that are maybe 10 feet apart, and you can't wear a mask while you eat. So um, everybody except for the employees is usually maskless when they're sitting eating. Um, but as far as the employees go, we all we all have to follow regulations with masks and uh, sanitizing and all kinds of different things. And the distancing usually isn't an issue for us because we each kind of have our own job to do while we're there. And uh, we're not really like there's a sense of team uh, in the restaurant, but we don't need to work together necessarily on every task. Um, so I think that the way that they're doing the, the speed at which they're lifting the regulations is good because the focus is on uh, the customers as, as it should be. And um, things are getting pretty close to being back to uh, full capacity. Um, at, I work at the Meadowbrook restaurant in uh, Hanson and there they um, had to put a lot of effort into getting all the restrictions that they had uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, uh, once everything was, once the restaurants were opened back up and uh, they now have to undo what they've already done to uh, prepare for full capacity. And uh, it's actually addressed in the uh, bill being put forth by Congress, the uh, relief package. Um, there is a portion of that that's supposed to go to small businesses and restaurants to help them um, return back to normal. Offset some of those costs that they're going to be incurring. Yeah, uh, I think that's the goal with it is kind of there was there were funds before to help them live uh, to help them meet the regulations. And now there are going to be funds that are going to help to get back to what would be normal for the restaurants. Okay. All right, Mike, I'm going to turn to you now uh, and ask you. So we've heard that from Nick in the, in the retail sector, we're returning back to normal. Everybody's still wearing masks, but returning back to normal. Uh, Chris telling us that in the food service sector, it's slowly getting back to normal, but Again, still people wearing masks and trying to maintain whatever distance you can in the restaurant setting. Now, as a student, in a couple of weeks, you're going to be surrounded by all of your peers or almost all of them again, and everybody's going to be wearing masks. Do you have any hesitation with any of this or are you comfortable with going forward? What do you think, Mike? What's your take? Um, it's kind of a mix of both. 
to me because I'm like I'm not as worried as other people would be, like Nick said, but I'm also kind of curious on how they're going to end up carrying this out because regulations have changed and it's gone now from six feet to three feet, I think, or something like that. And it was just the other day I was in my anatomy class and my teacher was like struggling to figure out how she's going to seat everybody because, you know, everybody has to be a certain amount of distance away. So it's going to be, it's going to be difficult to keep everybody um, far enough away from each other where it's not going to be like too dangerous. So I'm, still curious to see how that's going to play out and how long it'll last too. Even that could potentially be a factor that maybe it won't last very long. Who knows? Now, when you say it won't last very long, does that mean that we'll just lift even more regulations and return to a greater sense of normalcy? Or do you mean it's not going to last long? Like we're going to be right back into some sort of lockdown. Yeah. I was referring to that, the latter because, um, now that everybody's going to be closer and they're all going to be in a class, if one person gets it, that's more people that have to quarantine. And my friend was telling me uh, her brother plays football and um, like that, almost everybody on that team would have to quarantine, which means that like kids in classes with them, I mean, they might have to as well if they sit next to them or something like that. Like it's just going to be, I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a mess in the beginning if people start to get it, but Hopefully that's not the case. Knock on wood. Yeah, Let's, we don't. We don't need any of that. We we we'd like to see a a total sense of normalcy. So um, <clears throat> I know as a teacher, I haven't sat my students in rows in many many years. I prefer different kinds of seating arrangements so that we can have more authentic and and comfortable conversations. But I'm not going to be able to do that. When we all come back in a couple of weeks, we're, we're all still going to be back in rows. Do you guys think that that's going to make a difference? That the you're, you're going to be back in school and everybody's going to be back in school, but it's not exactly going to be back to the way we expected it to before all of this pandemic hit. Does that matter to you or is it more important to you that we are just get everybody back in and, and strive a little bit more towards normalcy. Um, I, um, Go ahead, so Nick. I think um, I would say Rose is, to be honest, it's better than nothing. Like right now we're only going two days a week and being seniors in high school, we only have two months left and school just like, I don't know, it just isn't the same as it was like uh, the past three years. So I think at least, on April 5th, I mean, it's going to be really weird to see everyone back in one place. Um, but I think it'll also restore, like, another sense of, like, being normal again. Like, even if we are in weird rows and everyone's wearing masks and sort of having to keep their somewhat of a distance, um, I think it'll be at least a little bit of being normal again and going back to the place that we used to be at. Chris, is it going to seem normal to you or... Uh, I don't know. It. I think. I think the important part is going to be doing things like this and actually having conversation uh, about it, because I always feel that the most important piece of um, any change and any disagreement and anything is to first acknowledge it 
and then uh, become comfortable with it uh, as as a whole. So I think it's going to be very important when we get back to kind of work together to make sure that everybody around us is comfortable with the situation. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's going to be normal, but I think that we definitely have the capability to, uh, deal with it and make it comfortable. Um, a lot of what I'm hearing from my teachers is that when we get back, we're going to have to redo seating charts and we're going to be seated near people that we would be comfortable near anyway. Um, as in most of us are going to be sitting near people that we consider our friends and uh, like close friends. So um, I know that there's a lot less contact going on, but there are definitely uh, a lot of people in a lot of students that are still uh, hanging out with a very small group. And I think that generally it's those groups that are kind of just going to be the ones that are going to be in close contact to each other now. Um, obviously, it's not going to be a perfect scenario in because everything's still going to have to be grids and you can't work, uh, work it out perfectly. Um, but I think the possibility is definitely there that people are going to become comfortable because there's really, we have no way around it. So we have no choice but to become comfortable with our situation uh, in one way or another. Mike, um, are you comfortable heading back as, as it is? Are you looking forward to this? Is this something that uh, you're optimistic about? What's, what's your feeling? I am looking forward to it, and I've been looking forward to it ever since we came out of school for good last year. But um, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, like I said, because like, it could all potentially come crumbling down and we'd be right back here. But um, yeah, I, I am looking forward to it. I would like to see everybody and a lot of people that like, I'm not necessarily like friends friends with but I like to see and talk to at school that'll be a nice thing to have before I go off to college good point you guys have haven't been able to be around your peer group now for an entire year and that that really does stink and I do feel very bad especially for graduating seniors all the things that you've missed out on and you're going to continue to miss out on it is it is kind of rotten now guys are going to be coming back and then you're graduating and you're heading off to the the rest of the the rest of your life as adults because many of you guys in your class and, and some of you you're, you're 18 as legal adults do you see yourselves as priorities for getting the vaccine now that the vaccine's getting out to more people and we're expanding the pools do you see it as a priority that you get the vaccine Mike, let's let's start with you this time. We'll go backwards. All right. Um, me personally, I think that there are probably other people who need it over me. I'm not exactly like crazy worried about it, like trying to refresh websites and, you know, booking appointments and stuff like that, which is crazy, by the way. I don't understand how they're going to be able to 
get it out to everybody. That's going to be interesting to see. It's like it, it's super hard to get an appointment, it seems like. But um, me personally, I think that there are probably other people who need it over me. So I wouldn't mind taking a back seat while other people get it. All right. Nick? Um, well, being like 18 now and um, like this, I believe it is you have to be 18 to get it. Um, so since I just turned 18, technically I can get it. Um, but like Mike is saying, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that need it more than me. Um, people, maybe some people still in like the medical field that still need it. Um, like I want them to get it before me. Like when the time comes around, I think, I think getting it wouldn't be the worst um, thing in the world. I think keeping myself safe and the people around me safe is probably the first priority. Um, but yeah, I think other people should get it before me. Um, more people that need it. But if the opportunity comes around, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Okay. Chris, what's your take? What do you think? Uh, I definitely feel that the vaccine is going to be very important. Um, it already is very important. And I'm going to get it uh, eventually. Um, but I think just the same as Nick and Mike said that I, I would probably put myself very low on a list of people uh, that would get the vaccine. Uh, I would probably put myself last um, compared to anybody else I know. Um, as young adults, we are generally in good health and uh, without um, medical concerns, I think that we should be the last group to get the vaccine, um, especially because with the whole college atmosphere, you're still not going to be in contact with a lot of strangers um, after those first few weeks that you get to know everybody on campus. And um, so we're still going to be in very small groups relative to um, a lot of other people that are in contact with strangers every day, um, whether it's on public transportation into the city to go to work or um, whatever. So I think that I, I want the vaccine. I'm going to get it eventually, but I'm not going to prioritize myself over anybody else. Uh, so that's kind of my take on it. All right, thank you. Uh, one more thing before I let you guys go. Is there anything in this federal government's relief package that Congress is right in the midst of, of working on right now? Is there anything in there that either you feel strongly is a good idea or maybe is a bad idea? Is there anything about this relief package that strikes you either as very positive or perhaps controversial? So uh, from the article I read on BBC, the, uh, the biggest part with it is that the bill is totaling close to $2 trillion, um, which is a lot for the federal government to spend uh, on anything. And if you look at the breakdown of how the money is planned to be spent, it, it makes sense. Um, but it does still add up to be a huge number. 
Um, so that has been the concern with the uh, Republican Party in uh, in Congress. And I think that's a, a valid concern. But at the same time, uh, if you look at the breakdown, everything that's in the bill is something that needs to be addressed. Um, so the, the part that I'm reading right now of this article is that 130 billion is going to schools and 49 billion is going to uh, COVID-19 testing and research and uh, another 14 billion is going for vaccine distribution. And these, these are all really important uh, things because each of these is going to be critical in getting us back to any sense of normal. Um, which, as I stated earlier, I, I think is the goal of uh, our society at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, there are definitely some pieces to be concerned with if you look at the bill holistically. Um, but the specific pieces of it make a lot of sense. Yeah, but it is an awful lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, is there anything in there that strikes you one way or the other? Um, so I was just reading this article about um, like the unemployment benefits. Um, and it says that um, the bill that is right now um, is going to be $300 weekly rather than like the 400 that they proposed. And I feel like that's like such a big difference for people that um, like don't have a job or um, can't seem to find one. Um, like if you think about a hundred dollars a week, that's over the course of a month, 400, like it adds up quick. So I feel like bringing that down might um, maybe give spending towards other things. Um, but I'm not sure if that's maybe the best idea for um, maybe people that don't have jobs and have to pay all their bills. So we're taking Chris's idea where we have this tremendous amount of money. It's just it's overwhelmingly huge. But then when you start to break it down and look at individual programs, you can start to rationalize why the money might be spent. And then maybe even as, as Nick said, maybe some of these programs aren't getting enough money. Maybe some of the priorities could even benefit from being changed a little bit. All right, Mike. We'll wrap up with you. Is there anything about this relief package, anything about what Congress is talking about that strikes you as either positive or negative? Um, I also read that article that Nick referenced, and um, I, I read that uh, it said some of the senators were saying that if they were to raise the or uh, make the unemployment benefits $400 a week, that um, you could possibly see people not like want to go back to work because they're getting more money per week. So they wanted to leave it at 300 so that people would, as everything's starting to go back to normal, think like, okay, yeah, like time to go back to work or something like that. Hmm. So the theory that unemployment benefits can be a disadvantage that they could inhibit people from going back to work if they feel like they're getting paid full time without having to work. Yeah, I think that's what some of the senators were afraid of. And that's why they didn't want to increase it. 
anything else you want to add? Anything else anybody wants to contribute into this about the relief package, about schools, about any of your observations as, as students, as members of this community, where things are improving and, and things are getting better and we're on the cusp of some big changes? Is there anything else you want us to take away from your experience as participants in this? It's all so confusing. <laughs> I feel like there's just nothing that's cemented that, you know, anybody, everybody knows. Cause like I work at Shaw's and there have been so many different things, like going back to like regulations and everything. We had a, we had a thing at one point where only 75 people were allowed in to shop and there was like a line outside and we had someone outside counting and without any explanation that has seemed to disappear and the store is absolutely crowded every Sunday. And um, that they, at first they didn't allow you to bring your own bags, like the reusable ones. And now they do, but you have to bag them yourself, which makes sense. But also in the beginning, you know, for people who are touching other people's produce and stuff, and some people don't even use bags and for those things. So you're just touching like a bare apple or a lemon or something and they don't even make us wear gloves or anything. It's just, it's so confusing the way that they operate with regulations and stuff. I feel like they just have to have stuff that makes sense. That's just my take on it. Would you want to see a stronger, more coherent set of regulations coming down from a federal level, or would you want to see more consistent regulations coming from a state level? What would make you comfortable as an employee, Mike? Um, I think probably the state, because then you can like, you can make the argument that, well, they're also making uh, mandates for masks and stuff too, because that they have the power to, so they should be able to say like, whether or not you're able to touch stuff with, no gloves on in a grocery store. I feel like that makes more sense rather than the federal government. All right. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Um, Chris, have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for uh, helping out. Thank you. And Mike, thank you for your observations. Thank you for having us on. All right, guys. I will see you all tomorrow. Have yourselves uh, a wonderful rest of your day.